0: What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TM Podcast. I'm your host Chuck and today we're doing a throwback glowback episode. Now for everybody that knows me from back in the day they know I was a huge No Limit fan. I wanted nothing else but to be a No Limit soldier to the point where like my dad's from Baton Rouge like I was trying to give him a demo tape to go send the Master P because they were out there in Baton Rouge at the time. But uh everything Couple weeks, they had a new project that came out, and all of them to me had bangers on them. So I used to like get every album. That was probably where the majority of my my money went back in, <laughs> back in those days. Um, but for everybody that knows about No Limit, they know, you know, there was a lot of top tier artists that were on that label. You had All the True, which is Master P, C Murder, Silk the Shocker. Then you had Mystical. You had Snoop Dogg was signed to the label Uh, Mia X Of course Mia X But then you know for them to keep that roster They had or keep that pace For the albums that were coming out They also had uh, I guess what you would call kind of second tier artists They had dudes like Magic uh, Mr. Ed Mr. Servon And then you had uh, Let me see who else Kane and Abel You had a, a ton of rappers that came out on that label uh, basically, it felt like everybody in Louisiana was signed at some point. <laughs> uh, even dudes like, even current dudes like Currency were signed to No Limit at some point, part of the 504 Boys. Um, but today I want to talk about one of the artists that I felt like lyrically kind of stood out. Um, and he, you haven't heard a lot from him, and we'll get into that. But uh, we're going to talk about his first album, talk about the No Limit Soldier, True Tank Dog. Mac and his first album, Shell Shock. That's gonna be the topic of this show. So stay tuned. Uh listen to the album. <laughs> Let me know if you feel like your opinion matches my opinion. Hit me up at oddcast T M P. That's O-D-C-A-S-T-T M P on Twitter or join the Facebook page. That's TM Podcast on Facebook. Check it out. So if you grew up around the same time that I did, then you know the impact that No Limit Records had on the music industry. And it just seemed like it was a constant stream of music, probably starting from uh, the Ice Cream Man or maybe even before that, depending on where you came in. uh, Probably from Down South Hustlers, which was, I believe, the first double album. It was one of the first double albums um, that had come out. Prior to that, Master P had uh, a few hits with uh, 99 Ways to Die, which I got. I didn't really like that one too much. And he had the ghettos trying to kill me before that. And that's when he was in California. But then when he started to come back to Louisiana, I guess his plan was to swoop everybody up from the South and sign as many people. Or I don't know what, what the plan was, but, you know, Master P fed a lot of people. And a lot of people right now, they owe oh, their notoriety, at least, their fame, to Master P. I don't know how much money everybody walked away with, but, I mean, he had a ton of rappers. His promo was ridiculous uh, back in those days for all the youngins that listened to the podcast. We didn't really have the internet <laughs> the way it is now. So, basically, you bought an album from No Limit, and you opened it up, and it was the release calendar for the rest of the No Limit uh, roster. So, you would buy one album and it would say coming soon. And it started off, it was a few albums. And then by the time, you know, they hit their heyday, you were buying the album, you were looking it up. And it was like every two weeks, there was a brand new No Limit album. And then what was smart about that was whoever was on that next album that was coming out was pretty heavily featured on the album prior to that. So, you would basically get a No Limit posse cut and. Those posse cuts would typically feature whoever had another album coming out. I mean, his his marketing strategy was ridiculous. And I think, you know, nowadays you don't really get, uh, he doesn't really get the respect he deserves uh, from the mainstream people. Like people talk about, oh, he can't rap, he can't rap. But I bet you, if I start rapping one of his songs, I bet you, you're going to rap along with me. Big money, I bet that. Um, and he had a lot of hits too, man, like a lot. People didn't really, they were like, oh, he can't rap. And this is back in the day, the lyrical miracle, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, you compare that to now, uh, it's a lot of artists out here that aren't lyrically the best, but they know how to put a song together. They know how to make stuff that people liked. And I think one of the things like Puffy kind of started it where he would take songs from the eighties and then kind of recontextualize them where puffy kind of touched like a lot of different subjects he was kind of hitting people uh, emotionally master p just thugged it all the way out uh, <laughs> so you would get like a song that was like you know um he had the alia song on the true album where he just turned it into uh he just turned it into a version of that song and i think they were both kind of popular at the same time and that's the thing with his output too he had in-house producers so it wasn't hiring brand new producers he didn't have to wait for nothing and people lived he had bought like a huge compound and people lived in the compound (laughs) and they made music there so the studio was there the producers were there they could just make music whenever they wanted this was kind of unprecedented at the time he kind of really built a family and that's how they became like no limit soldiers. He's got a movie coming out. He's going to tell you <laughs> that whole story. The point of this uh for this episode is that uh he basically had music coming out all the time. Um which, you know, ran the risk of flooding the market. But by the time uh we got to Mac, his album, his first album came out in 1998. And I'm going to give you a list of some of the no limit albums that came out in 98, some of the big ones. First one, shout out to Young Bleed. I think <laughs> if you listen to Young Bleed's album, you'll realize like a lot of stuff that that people are doing right now, a lot of music that people are making right now could probably be traced back to Young Bleed's style. And I'm not saying like he created it, but I'm going to say like his album is pretty perfect for the the time that it came out. I think if you put on Young Bleed's album right now, people would be like, "Oh, this is hard." What, like, who is this? They might think it's a new guy out of out of uh, the South or something. Silk the shocker, charge it to the game. I believe that's the album that had Destiny's Child on it. See, Murder, Life or Death. Um, go back and listen to that one. I can't tell you the title <laughs> of the song that's on there, but. Um, it, he definitely had a couple songs on there that still bang to this day. Talk to Kanye. Um, I Got the Hookup soundtrack came out. Fiend, There's One in Every Family. Phenomenal album. With uh, Shout out to International Jones. Fiend, he's kind of still making music. I haven't heard anything from him in a while. But he, Him and Currency were down, and they made some pretty good music uh, maybe about five, six years ago. Uh, Soldier Slim, R.I.P. Give it to him, Raw. Classic album uh master p mp the last don probably not my favorite master p album to be honest um but it was a double album and this is like right around the time the only other people that had double albums at the time were biggie and Pac. so biggie Pac, master p and i think easy e had a double album too but i think they just kind of threw stuff together on that one um Kane and Abel, that that album was it was all right it wasn't my favorite the game is to be sold not told that's the first Snoop dog album on no limit uh Duggery, magic these are kind of like going into the second tier artists but then mama drama came out mia x <laughs> came out that year too uh and then closing out the year mystical ghetto fabulous so in addition to shell shocked which is Max's album uh that's all the albums not all of them but that's a lot of the albums that came out on no limit um for that year and i'm gonna say just me personally because I like lyrics, I like hearing interesting rappers and I like people that could kind of put that hard flow together. Uh Mac's album kind of stood up against all these albums and probably above a lot of the ones that were more popular than his. Um So getting into who Mac is, Mac is uh he's a rapper out of out of uh Louisiana. Probably started off as one of the youngest rappers to come out with the album in Louisiana before uh, before No Limit and everything like that. He had put an album out as a kid, which, you know, something about New Orleans and, and kid rappers, I, you know, I don't know you tell me. Um, but uh, he signed a No Limit and he had done some uh, guest features on, you know, a lot of these albums. And I think sometimes those artists kind of fall to the back. You know, it's a lot of different voices and, and everything like that. And he's got kind of a regular voice. But what set him apart was his actual lyrical ability in my opinion. Um, so at this point when I come across it, I'm buying every No Limit album. Every two weeks. Cash my check, buy No Limit albums. I had them all. Um, y'all might remember there was like these little folders <laughs> that you would put CDs in. You could stick four CDs on one side, four CDs on the other side. And I had that thing jam packed with no limit albums. Um, so I got this one and I was like, I'm going to listen to this. And I think this one came out right before the first Snoop Dogg album. So all the hype was, Oh, Snoop Dogg left death row. He signed a master P, you know, what's going to happen with this album. So Matt kind of snuck in there a little bit. Uh, I don't know how many people were actually checking for the album when it came out, but Right at this time, this is like when No Limit is like, we're going full court press. We're putting out a ton of albums this year. And you would think like the quality of the music would kind of dip. But shout out to Master P and definitely shout out to Beats by the Pound. Because I think personally, this album was the No Limit sound at its finest for all the albums that came out. Um I think they started kind of trying to match the mainstream a little bit after this um in my opinion kind of starting with ghetto fabulous i think they kind of went a little more to the mainstream as they were trying to find radio success i don't think this album was meant for the radio uh shell shock came out and to me what it showcased was probably the best beats at the time with a lot of the trigger man beats it's a lot of that new orleans bounce in this album as the backdrop Um, But then on top of that, what you had was some of the hardest (laughs) and well-put-together, well-crafted lyrics uh, from any New Orleans artist, any No Limit artist. And that's not disrespecting any of these artists that came out, but it is to say that, you know, Mac was something special even at that time. So I just wanted to give that backstory, give that backdrop. Uh, as a indication of, you know, what this album means personally to me and why I chose it to be part of the Throwback Glowback series. So we'll go track by track here in a little bit. Um, but if you get the chance, go, not even if you get the chance, man, it's easy. Tell Alexa to hook you up. <laughs> be like, let me listen to Shell Shocked by Mac. Uh, and then check it out and you tell me what you think. Hit me up on all that social media. About to go track by track here in a second. Alright, so we're going to do the track by track for Shell Shocked. Now, this album came out in July 1998. And it was, it seems like one of the longer albums. It had, uh, like, kind of a skit on there, but not really. Uh, But it was, like, the outro. So, uh, pretty lengthy album, which No Limit was kind of famous for doing. Um, it ended up going uh, number 11 on the Billboard 200, kind of riding that no limit wave. And then it was number four on the RB and and hip hop albums chart. That's uh, as high as it ended up ranking on the charts. Uh, so the track by track, first track starting off was Boss Chick featuring Mia X. And it's kind of Matt going back and forth with Mia X. And they're kind of doing like a, you know, She's Ride or Die, and he's talking about why he loves her and everything. It's kind of a thug love type song, and he's got a few of those on here. Um, But that's how he chose to start the album off, uh, which is a really solid track to me. Uh, Then (laughs) he's got Be All You Can Be, which is crazy. Like I said earlier, No Limit kind of flipped other songs and then thugged them all out. So Be All You Can Be was actually kind of an interpolation of Careless Whispers, the George Michael song. Now, if you want to ask how that matches with hip hop, <laughs> uh you gotta listen to it. Either way, though, it's got Silk the Shocker, it's got Fiend on it, and uh Moby Dick singing the hook. Uh the Soldier Party, this one was kind of uh it's kinda of like one of the out one of the songs that No Limit was kind of famous for, where it was kind of that New Orleans bounce. And I think this one in and Fiend's album kind of had a little bit more of the actual like pure no limit. New Orleans bounce kind of music, but this had like the Trigger Man beat. That's a soldier party. Uh So it's kind of a real turn up song. And I was listening to it in the car. I'm not going to lie. I was getting a little bit hype. <laughs> uh, next song is called Murder, Murder, Kill, Kill with Mystical. Um Now, if you know Mystical at this time, when he had got signed to No Limit, he was kind of getting ready to, to drop his first album. So people were kind of getting hype over like every Mystical feature that he was on. He was at at this time, I would say it's debatable whether who was the biggest star, uh, Snoop Dogg or Mystical. Um, but this was Mac and Mystical, and I think Mystical does he does what he does, but Mac kind of held his own <laughs> against you know the one of the biggest stars on No Limit. Then you got Tank Dogs with uh, Sea Murder and Fiend. Again, another throw it on in a party. You might get elbowed, <laughs> uh, people jumping around. You know, this is one of those songs, Tank Dogs. It's another crew, kind of posse cut for No Limit. Um Slow Your Roll had the, uh Don't you rush at all, mama used to say. It had that, but it was done, you know, keep that iron on you, slow your roll. Again, you know, taking an older song and thugging it out. Kind of going a little bit harder than Puffy went when he would redo a song. I think Puffy would kind of keep the intent of the old song, <laughs> and Master P was like, nah, bro, we're going to take it all the way down south, and they're going to love it. Uh, we Don't Love Them. Um, nowadays, you know, this isn't one of the songs that, you know, I would recommend turning up to. Um, it's kind of, it's misogynistic, obviously, you know, the song's called We Don't Love Them. It does showcase his lyrical ability, but, you know, I'm not going to make excuses for, for the song. Say, like, it was a different time or nothing like that. But, you know, it's it's him rapping over a, a old school beat. Talk about he don't love these women, which is kind of crazy, too, because the rest of the album, um, he's got the song Boss Chick again. He's got, like, a couple other songs on here kind of targeted towards the ladies. So it's kind of, you know, kind of wild that this song is on here, but it's got an old school beat. Uh he's got the next song, Woo, which is with Kane and Abel, Mr. Servon, Big Ed, Mia X, and Snoop Dogg. Um, this was probably the no-limit posse cut feature for this album. Um, it doesn't have Master P on it, which is, you know, <laughs> at that time it's kind of crazy, but Mac holds his own. He's got everybody on here. Mr. Servon and Big Ed, if you're not a fan of them. Um, they come in on the track and they just hold it down the all the way through um everybody turns in pretty dope features on on this track in particular uh Ball is the next one with Soldier Slim uh once again rest the peace to the Soldier Slim you know he, he was poised to be one of the bigger artists to come out of uh New Orleans at the time uh to come out of that area um and you know Street Life Man just got to him before he could, you know, hit it big and get out of that. Uh, Money Gets It with Master P. Now, this is one of the songs, like, I'll find myself still singing the hook, you know, because he says, keep your eyes on your enemies, but watch your friends. And he's basically talking about the trap of having money and being successful and how people that you thought were your friends would come back and, uh, you know, basically not be loyal. Um which, you know, ends up being kind of prophetic for a lot of the artists that came out on No Limit. The next song on the album is called The Game. And that's Mac basically just going off over this kind of like creeping, sinister beat. And it's just him pretty much spitting for almost three minutes. Um, No like real hook to talk about. Um, He's just kind of going off. Uh, which he does on a few songs on this album. Uh, The next one's Calling Me, which, uh, you know, I don't cuss on this podcast, but he's like, that thing be calling me. And it's him, Moby Dick, and uh, Miss Peaches. And it's kind of like, you know, another one of those thug love type songs, uh, which he kind of walks the balance of that through this whole album. Like he's, as a rapper, he comes across hard, but then he also made like a lot of songs for for the ladies on here. Uh, the next one is Memories. Now, I'm not going to lie. This is kind of like, Hey, we just listened to a bunch of Tupacs and we hopped up in the studio. And this song is very Pac-esque, especially for around that time. Um, uh, remember, like, Pocket just got out of jail. Like, he was kind of the biggest thing going. So I guess they figured, like, they would make this song. Uh, it's Mac and C. Murder. And then they would throw it on the album. And this would be kind of like their Pac-like song. And No Limit did that a couple of times, but, um, for the, for the rest of the album, They pretty much kept it with that No Limit sound, that New Orleans sound. Uh, Meet Me at the Hotel. This is kind of, you know, don't take a genius to put two and two together. Meet Me at the Hotel, another one of those Thug Love type songs with him. Uh, Magic, Mr. Servo, Storm, which, you know, she was a rapper on No Limit, and you don't really hear too much about Storm. Like, there was Mercedes, there was uh, Mia X, of course, but you don't really hear too much about Storm. Uh, who was signed to No Limit at that time, Uh, and then Moby Dick on the hook. Uh, Shell Shocked is just Mac and Fiend going off. Uh, It's just a really crazy song. Uh, One of the ones, like, I was throwing bows in the car, you know, almost ran a stop sign. (laughs) Uh, The next song is Paranoid with Mac and Silk the Shocker. Not gonna lie again, this doesn't have my favorite hook, because it's like, you got me annoyed, you got me annoyed, but I ain't paranoid. And I'm like, all right, I don't understand, (laughs) you know, what the difference is between Noid and Paranoid. But okay, Mac. Nobody Make a Sound is pretty much, it reminds me of the Easy e song where, you know, he's kind of having a a robbery in real time and you get to hear the track. And, you know, I think they kind of took that energy into it. And it was uh, Magic 2 for 1 and Fiend on the track with Mac. Then he had Beef, which is kind of, you know, everybody was kind of talking about Beef a lot at this time because... You know, 98, this is, like, in between, um, Big, this is after Biggie and Pockhead got killed, so, kind of, like, Beef was kind of, like, the, it was a big topic in hip-hop, because everybody's talking about how they respond to to Beef, um, but, you know, Mac kind of paints that picture, like, he ain't the one to play with. Camouflage Love, again, Storm and Miss Peaches, featuring with Mac. I don't really need to tell you. <laughs> if you are if you a lady and you like thugs, you know, I really want to know if this if these kind of songs like appeal to you back in those days. So hit me up on uh hit me up on social media, let me know if this is the kind of stuff you like. Cause you know, people don't really make music like this anymore. I mean they do. <laughs> but, you know, do you really want love songs like this from these thugs? Uh Empire with KLC. Man, I was listening to this in the gym and just almost bar for bar for bar for bar. This is like one of the hardest. It's probably up there with one of my favorite, you know, just straight spitting songs from any artist, any time period. Um, it's two minutes, 55 seconds long of just Mac going off. I mean, his lyrical abilities are on full display here. Um, if you don't listen to any other songs and, and you like rhyming, you like rapping, check out Empire and let me know what you think. Uh, he got a song on here called "My Brother," which is the next song, which um, it features Odell, who's one of the singers from No Limit, and this song was dedicated to his brother, uh, which you know when we get to the story back, you know his brother had passed away around you know around this time, and. He kind of mentions it a lot in the album, you know, how he has, like, kind of regrets about things that happened around, you know, what happened to his brother. But this is kind of his dedication song to it. And then the album ends with uh, Shell Shocked. So at the time, you know, No Limit was kind of big into, like, that army mentality. So they kind of had this song and Murder, Murder, Kill, Kill kind of have a military cadence to them. And they kind of like, you know, hut, two, three, four, this one's like, you know, it kind of keeps that, that same kind of cadence with it. So it's a really military, no-limit army <laughs> type, uh, no-limit soldier type mentality to it. So track by track, that's, you know, the breakdown of the album. Uh, might be something that you like in there. Um, it's kind of well-rounded for a no-limit album. It wasn't all just one thing. Like, if you listen to a C murder album, you don't really expect to hear songs for the ladies that was kind of silk lane <laughs> if you listen to silk the shocker obviously you are gonna get some some thug music but it's kind of gonna be a little more soft you know what i mean uh master p he kind of had that one lane like be about your business you know type stuff so i think mac kind of brought a lot of different diversity and you know if if i'm looking at it from like a marketing standpoint i think he was kind of the artist that was gonna they were going to kind of like try to turn into like a big Sean or something like that. Like where you got songs for the dudes song for the, songs for the ladies. Um, basically he could do any kind of genre. Um, so that's shell shocked track by track. And I'll kind of get into the story of why we haven't heard any more music from Mac um, here in a second. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening up to this point. <laughs> Following shell shocked. Mac released another... He was featured on a lot of albums, like I said, with uh, No Limits Pace. They were putting out music uh, every two weeks, it seemed like. And following Shell Shocked, Mac came out with another album called World War Three, And this was released in uh, 2001. But in between that time, uh, he had been arrested and charged with second-degree murder Following a shooting in a club that Mac was uh, scheduled to perform at, so he had been charged with murder and is going through the trial. You know, around the same time that you know his last album is coming out, and uh, he basically was convicted. And part of the evidence that they used to convict him was based on his lyrics. So this is one of the instances where a rapper. Uh, basically confessing to something based on his lyrics or people painting him as, you know, he's confessing to a murder or something like that based on his lyrics. And he ended up getting a 30-year sentence, which he's still serving to this day. Um, Now, this kind of gets into, you know, whether or not you feel like uh, freedom of speech has been infringed for an artist, especially for a rapper, a gangster rapper, who, you know... Criminality is just part of the lyricism; is part of it. So that's like the same as kind of convicting an actor for portraying a gangster in a movie, you know. Now, allegedly, a lot of rappers are supposed to be rapping about things that have really happened, but uh, for a lot of people, especially in Louisiana, you know, any chance that they can get to lock a rapper up you know they'll do it just because there's a stigma associated with with these artists. Um he was there <laughs> uh at the time where you know the guy was killed and I think you know it might have been a, whatever the details are in the case, you know, um and you know of course condolences to to the victim of the shooting. I'm not sure what happened specifically, but in terms of the way that justice was applied you know it kind of infringes on constitutional rights to convict somebody based on art you know whether your feelings about gangster rap whatever whatever they are you know you don't have to like art it's still art so you know he's rapping these lyrics and like i said you know the first album is called shell shocked you know it's a picture of mac coming out of a bullet in a broken glass You know, on the album cover. This is the kind of music that that he made. But, of course, a lot of artists make the same kind of music. But, you know, at this time, you know, Justice was applied, you know, looking at, you know, he's a gangster rapper. So, they locked him up for 30 years uh, in September of 2001. uh, September 21, 2001, to be exact. And what's interesting about Mac in particular is that a lot of uh, justice-based organizations have been kind of looking at his case and what ended up happening, you know, was, you know, there's investigations going on in the background, maybe private investigations that kind of implicated that, you know, the witnesses weren't all telling the truth and maybe, you know, what they said happened in the, in the trial may not have been what actually happened um and you know come to find out you know certain people were threatened or coerced into giving testimony that kind of linked mac to uh this particular murder so with that being said you know obviously you're not going to hear a lot of music from him he's still serving that sentence but if you go on YouTube, there's a lot of different uh, news stories and a little bit of like hood journalism where they kind of talk to him about his case. And you can kind of hear from him, you know, or from people around him or people that, you know, that were involved in, in the situation, you know, about what they say happened and everything like that. Uh, regardless, you know, whether he's innocent, whether he's guilty, you know, that's not for me to say here on the show. I'm just going to say, you know, for his album, Shell Shocked is one of the ones that came out on No Limit from a kind of not not top tier artist that was signed on it. Uh, and that kind of stood out to me. So, like I said, if you like that kind of music, you know, go ahead and check it out. It came out in 98, Shell Shocked did. came out in 98. I just listened to it today and I feel like it still holds up i really like to hear y'all's opinion on it, too. Um, so be sure to hit me up once again at Oddcast TMP. That's O-D-C-A-S-T-T-M-P on Twitter or join the TM Podcast Facebook group. With that said, you know, I hope you guys enjoy the show. I hope you guys uh, get tuned into some music. Maybe either you're remembering or you're checking out for the first time. Um, if you like it, share it. Tell other people about it. Um, and then tell tell them about my show, where you heard it from. This has been a Throwback Glowback on the TM podcast. I'm your host, Chuck. Thanks for listening, and we uh